We've been asking and answering some pretty foundational questions over the last few weeks on the podcast. Who is God? How does God speak to us? Well, on today's episode, we're going to deal with another really foundational, important question. And that question is, where is God when life gets hard? Where is God when life hurts? Where is God when we suffer? so glad you're joining me on this episode because this is such a important and powerful question. You know, we like to say here on the Bible and Life podcast that we like to give blue jeans theology. That is theology for everyday life. And this question is an everyday life question. So I'm so glad you're joining me on this episode. But before we jump into the content, I wanted to make you aware of a project I have been working on and I'm super excited about. And that's an online discipleship community. So many Christians that I have met have questions about their faith, questions about the Bible, questions about how to grow as a Christian. They're eager to grow, but they're not sure what their next step should be, or they they feel like they're trying to do it all by themselves, and we were never meant to do this alone. And so I'm going to create this online discipleship community to really address that need so that we can grow in our faith together and become more and more like Jesus. So if you want uh, to be in the loop with that, the the best way to do that is to be on my email list. I'll make some announcements here on the podcast, but primarily it's going to be through my email list. So if you're not on my email list, swing over to johnwhitaker.net. You can sign up for my email list right there. I, I don't send out tons of emails, not going to spam you. Um, I primarily send out like a newsletter and maybe some resources, so a couple email a month. And then when I have projects like this, I'm going to launch, I send out maybe a couple more. And so sign up for my email list. As a bonus for signing up for my email list, you'll actually get a free mini course that'll help you deepen your attachment to God. And then when I launch this in January, on January 14th, uh, you'll be the first to know, and you can uh, get the information right then and there and check all that out. All right, I'm super excited about this because I think it addresses a really, really important problem and a really, really important need, and that is to help guide people into a deeper walk with God. All right, let's jump into the topic of today's episode, and that topic is, where is God when life gets hard, when life hurts, and we suffer? This is a question that a lot of Christians have wrestled with. Maybe you're wrestling with it right now. It's a question that I have wrestled with personally, deeply personally. It's probably been one of the biggest faith questions that I have wrestled with. And there's probably a variety of reasons for that. I think there's a number of reasons why people wrestle with it. But this question for me, I've wrestled with at a philosophical level, like where did evil and suffering and difficulty come from in the first place? I've dealt with it at a pastoral level, helping other people or even for myself, like what's the benefit or the purpose or the usefulness in suffering? And I've dealt with it really in a, a very personal sort of way. Uh, particularly because sometimes when when life gets hard, when we suffer, we're praying, sometimes it just seems like God goes AWOL. And sometimes it feels like the heavens are stone cold silent and you're praying and you're wondering, where did God go? For me personally, that that stings. That's actually been something I've really uh, wrestled with over the years of my walk with God. And I think one of the reasons for that is because my earliest childhood memory happens to be 
the night that my dad walked out on the family and left my mom to raise us three kids all on her own. And so abandonment and rejection, man, that's a sensitive spot for me. And then when it seems like God abandons us or when God deserts us or when God's gone and you wonder, has he rejected me? Does he not even care? Right. And so I've wrestled with this question really at a variety of levels in a variety of ways. And certainly in one short podcast, I can't share with you maybe everything I've learned or uh, all the kinds of questions. In fact, if this podcast stirs up a thought or you have a question, feel free to email me and maybe I can address your specific question more fully and completely. But what I want to do in this episode is I simply want to look at the question of where is God? Like, has he abandoned us? What's going on in that moment? And I want to do so from looking at probably one of the most well-known Psalms. Uh, Maybe it's well-known and not even well understood, but one of the most well-known Psalms, that's Psalm 23. Psalm 23 is uh, the Psalm about God being our shepherd. It says this, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He guides my path in righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and loving kindness will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Now, oftentimes when we hear that psalm, the part in the middle about the valley of the shadow of death or the darkest valley, depending on your translation, that's the part we associate with hardship, difficulty, and suffering, and appropriately so, but really the whole psalm speaks to difficulty a little bit, uh, of challenges a little bit. And the reason for that is because the nature of shepherds and sheep in the ancient world. Um, Gary Burge, an expert on uh, ancient Hebrew culture, ancient Jewish culture, Bible in original context, has a great little book called The Bible and the Land. It's an easy read dealing with simple little topics related to just the geography and the land, physical land, in which the Bible was written. I'll actually put a link down to it in the notes below if you want to check it out. Fun little book. Uh, But Gary Burge reminds us that shepherds, in the days that Psalm 23 was written, shepherds were wilderness shepherds. And my my wife's grandpa and her dad, uh, they had a sheep farm. So my my father-in-law grew up on a sheep farm, and um, it was really kind of, a domestic sheep farm in Western Oregon, green pastures, right? And that's often how we picture sort of this psalm. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not walk. He makes me lie down in green pastures. And we picture sort of a domesticated sheep farm where there's fences, there's you know green grass all over the place. And that's sort of the picture we have in our mind, this really sort of pastoral scene. But that betrays um, really our misunderstanding of the way shepherding worked in uh, the Bible times. And that is that we're talking about free 
uh, open-range, free-range shepherding where they're wilderness shepherds, and they move their flocks of sheep from various places over the course of the year, depending on the time of the year it was. And so the sheep and the shepherd wandered through the open hills, oftentimes, of uh, Israel. And and that changes sort of the feel, I think, of how we read this psalm, that this whole psalm is about being in the wilderness. And the wilderness is the place where God really forges people's character. And the wilderness is kind of open and we're vulnerable and it's dangerous, right? That's where, where this psalm is talking about. And the traditional authorship of this psalm is ascribed to David, who we know from um, his life story in the books of Samuel, he grew up before he was a king. He was a shepherd. So he had firsthand experience of this. He knew how this worked. And he was one of those who he he spent days in the wilderness with the sheep wandering with him. And a good shepherd, a competent shepherd, knew how to take care of his sheep as they they wandered the wilderness. He knew where to find green grass, where he, he knew where to find food uh, and pasture lands where the, the sheep could eat in the midst of a barren Judean wilderness. Uh, he, he could actually find grass for them to lie down in and eat so that they would be well fed. Not only that, in a dry and hostile desert environment, if we're talking the Judean wilderness, um, they may have got five to six inches of rainfall a year. We're not talking a whole lot of rain, right? And so it's dry, it's barren. You've got to be able to find water. And so the shepherd in the psalm, he's a competent shepherd. He leads his sheep be, beside still waters, pools of water there in the wilderness. He finds an oasis in the desert where now there's there's vegetation and grass, there's water to drink. He knows where those are because he he's a good shepherd and he's leading his sheep um, to these, these uh, well-watered places, right? Not only that, the translation often says, in fact, the one I quoted at the beginning says, he leads my path in righteousness. And righteousness has almost too much of a spiritualized sound to our ears. Really what it says is he guides us in right paths. Again, picture a wilderness shepherd in the hillside where it's free range shepherding, right? And you're leading your sheep um, through the hills and through the valleys and through the desert. Uh, you've got to know which path is the right path to get you where you want to go that will actually help your sheep get home or get to the higher country or get to a, a, a secure area for the night, right? You've got to know which path through all the little zigzags of pathlands through the, the hills, you've got to know which is the right path. And so this good shepherd in the psalm, as he's leading his sheep through this barren, arid desert land, he knows the right path to take to make sure his sheep are cared for and uh, secure and safe and get to where they need to go. Um, and then at that point in the psalm, we get to, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, or even though I walk through a deep, dark valley, I will fear no evil. And so it's at that point, you know, as we're getting, following the right path, getting to where we're supposed to go, and we're going through 
some narrow canyon, some narrow valley where it's not totally safe. The sheep who in the psalm says, I'm not going to be afraid. Why? Because you are with me. And so all through this psalm, the shepherd is caring for, leading his sheep because he is with them. That That's just the way shepherding worked in the ancient world. You didn't just put the sheep out and then they were off by themselves. The shepherd lived with them out there in the desert. He walked with them. He led them along the right path. Um, if they had to go somewhere and that required going through a dangerous valley, he was with them in the midst of that. Uh, and the psalmist goes on to say, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. These are instruments of safety, security, and protection, right? Like knowing how to use a, a staff to protect the sheep from danger, from predators, right? Your rod being able to pull the, the sheep back when they got too close to the edge or when they got themselves in trouble. These were instruments of safety and protection that the shepherd in the psalm knows how to use because he's a good shepherd and he does it. He uses these instruments to protect the sheep. And um, even in the midst of difficulty, hardship or danger, it says you prepare a table before me. That's a picture of food that uh, you, um, we could be surrounded by adversaries, but I'm not afraid. I'm safe and secure. I've got food to eat and you're taking care of me. And so the whole picture in the psalm is of a skilled, competent, good shepherd who uh, knows how to find food for a sheep, knows how to find water for a sheep, knows the right path to lead his sheep to the place they need to get to, who can uh, protect his sheep and provide safety and security for them, even in the midst of difficulty and danger. He's a good shepherd. And who is this shepherd? Well, the psalm begins with, the Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. He's the one who provides food and water and direction and guidance and safety and security and protection for us. The Lord is my shepherd. And in the midst of the wilderness and in the midst of the challenges of surviving in the wilderness, what we need to hear this psalm say is, you are with me. You are with me. So where is God in the wilderness? Where is God when life hurts or life gets hard or life's a struggle or life is dangerous or life is difficult? Where is God in the midst of that? Well, Psalm 23 says he's with you. He's with you as a competent, skilled shepherd to make sure you are cared for, provided for, protected and guided to where you need to go. He is with you. And that's the reason uh, the psalmist says he doesn't, he, he doesn't fear any evil. He's not afraid of any evil. It's the reason the psalmist says, surely goodness and loving kindness will follow me all the days of my life. Why? Because the good shepherd is with you. Now, if we're honest, we can read those words but it doesn't always feel that way. So how can we know that for sure? How can we believe that for sure? Well, here's how we believe that for sure. We turn to John chapter 10, and we read what Jesus says about himself in John chapter 10. John chapter 10 is set 
in the celebration of Hanukkah. And one of the interesting things uh, features of Hanukkah in Jesus' day is that they read Ezekiel 34, all about how um, the leaders of Israel in the days of old were bad shepherds. They weren't good shepherds. They were bad shepherds, and they didn't lead their sheep. They didn't protect their sheep. They didn't care for the sheep, meaning the people of Israel. In that context, this is what Jesus says in John chapter 10. He says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He who's just a hired hand and not a shepherd, who is not the owner of the sheep, he sees a wolf coming and he leaves the sheep and flees because all he cares about is protecting himself. And the wolf snatches them and scatters them. He flees because he's a hired hand and he's not concerned about the sheep. I am the good shepherd. And I know my own and my own knows me, even as the father knows me. And I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. So here, Jesus takes up this imagery of being a shepherd and applies it to himself. And whereas Israel's leaders had failed in the past, not so with Jesus. He's not a bad shepherd. He's a good shepherd. And as a good shepherd, what does he do? Well, he says it twice. He lays down his life for the sheep. And that's not just mere metaphor for Jesus. It's fact. It's what he did. He literally laid down his life for you and for me. When he went to the cross and he hung on the cross, there is the good shepherd, our Lord, laying down his life for us. So in the wilderness, when life is barren, dry, difficult, hard, when life hurts or you're suffering, when you're in the midst of the valley of the shadow of death, how do you know that your good shepherd cares for you and that he'll protect you? Because he laid down his life for you. That's how you know it. Our shepherd is such a good and competent shepherd that he came to our aid at the cost of his own life. And So when we're in a dark place or when we're in the wilderness and life is hard or life hurts and we don't necessarily sense the presence of our shepherd, we don't necessarily feel like he's there where it's easy to feel rejected or even abandoned or we feel like the heavens are stone cold silent. What we need to do is to remember who our good shepherd is. We need to fix our gaze on our good shepherd laying down his life for us and to remember, oh no, whether I feel like it or not, even when I'm afraid, my shepherd is a good shepherd and he knows how to take care of me and he has literally loved me to death. And so when life is hard and life hurts or life is difficult, where is God? Well, God is right there with you. And God isn't right there with you in theory. God is right there with you in experience. He's with you in that moment. And he knows what it's like to suffer. He knows what it's like to walk through the valley of the shadow of death. He knows what it's like to deal with heartache and loss and pain. He's been there in the person of Jesus. And he's experienced it all. And so you're not going through it alone. and your your good shepherd knows what it's like too because he's experienced it as well. 
Tim Keller has said that suffering is unbearable if you aren't certain that God is for you and with you. And Psalm 23, put together with John 10, reassure us that God is for us, so much so that he laid down his life for us, and that he has come to us and he's with us, even in the midst of our difficulty and in our hardship. And that doesn't remove the pain, it doesn't remove the difficulty, but it makes it a whole lot more bearable because we know our good shepherd will lead us to green pastures. He will provide for us. He will take care of us. And so we can say with the psalmist, surely goodness and loving kindness will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen to that. Amen to that. Hey, thanks for joining me on this episode of the Bible and Life podcast. I am so glad you're here. May you continue to walk by faith and grow in your faith as you fix your gaze on Jesus. God bless you guys. I look forward to talking to you again next week.